Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, welcome in. Sorry, shift change. Got to disinfect just to be safe. You never know. It's a new era, folks. Justin Acre, Westmore, Christian Weaver. A lot of news to pass along to you today. A lot of guests coming up. Let me run through the guests, and then we'll go through the news of the day related to coronavirus. I will tell you this. If you're out and about or if you're stuck at work and you don't have a TV and you'd like to know the latest from the state, I think the governor's done a great job out being out in front of this with his team. And we are going to carry the daily news conference from the governor and his team every day for the foreseeable future, thanks to our friends at KTV. So uh, John and Joe will get you set. They'll be talking about sports. They'll be goofing around. I mean, we're all going to do the same thing for the most part. But when there is news to be had, we want to pass that along. Yesterday was a significant day, without a doubt, and we'll get to that in a second. So we've got, uh, obviously, a lot of sports-related news to pass along. We will try to have a little fun today. Um, but we do have a lot of guests coming up. Bottom of the hour, Nancy Holtus back on with us. Woo-hoo. Courtesy of Design Lab from Locker Room Athletics down in Hot Springs. And she will be talking about the news of the day and the races that are on the card today down at Oakland because they are running without patrons still. And we want to bring you some information on that because there's money to be made. Or you can just ask Wes because he's been hot. Phil Brandon is going to join us at 1045. Phil Brandon is the owner and originator of Rocktown Distillery. And in addition to turning out some really good booze, they are also trying to help in the fight against COVID with hand sanitizer. <laughs> How smart is that? Pretty awesome. That is so good. Applaud those guys. They got a lot of love yesterday on social media. Just just a great idea to take a, a product that they already have and to make a little alteration to it. Now they're providing a huge need for our community. And my understanding is it doesn't cost. So I got to get the details right. on that. So we're going to talk to him about what you need to do to go over there and get some and how they're handling that. Steve Shields will join us at 11 o'clock. The final AP poll is in. We're all disappointed that we're not starting the NCAA tournament today, but we all understand the situation. So Coach Shields will talk to us a little bit about some hoops. And uh, he's also desperately trying to get out and get the word out and about North Little Rock about the uh, census. And so I got my form yesterday in the mail, and I'll be going online to fill that out here soon. I got mine too. And I wonder, and we'll ask Coach Shields about this, does the outbreak, is that going to maybe potentially help? Because you, you – a lot of people have more time on their hand, and it's a lot easier. Okay, well, here it is. Let's go do it. Or could it hurt because there's something else on everybody's mind? Good question. Well, and they're obviously, unfortunately, sad truth of it is, there are going to be a few people who won't be counting the census this year because of COVID. So we'll uh, we'll get into all that. Dr. O'Malley on a uh, – I mean, look, we talked to Dr. O'Malley. It's a serious segment normally. We're talking about people's issues uh, with orthopedics, but, um, you know – I it doesn't seem too important in the big scheme of things right now. But I am curious, how is his industry affected? Are they doing surgeries right now? If somebody's got an ACL and it's like you can sit around for a few weeks with the issue and not get the surgery, are they rescheduling all that stuff? I don't know. Shoulders? I mean, I mean anything that's me, not essential that you can live exactly. with, you're not just dying in pain or you can't move around. If you can put it off, put it off. I guess that's the advice. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, what's and who's who's to deem if it's elective or not? Like, if mm-hmm. I'm sitting around in pain and I can't walk from here to the door, you got to. That's get not it. elective for me. I need this thing fixed. But yeah, if it's something that's uh, a tweak or something and it's not uh, terribly impactful, yeah, I'm sure they're definitely trying to prioritize right now. So we'll get his thoughts on that and uh, look forward to talking to him on the phone. Also today, speaking of doctors, we're going to talk to Doctor Joel Tumlinson from the Department of Health. 
and we're going to get an update from their perspective on what are they seeing. Yesterday was a significant day. Again, we'll talk about that in detail here in a second. But um, we'll get the latest from the Department of Health. And then at 1230, Al Watkins, who was on with our morning show for a few minutes today, he's a business owner who has been greatly impacted by this and will be for the foreseeable future. And they've also got their food truck. They're going to try to get out and about, I think, over the next couple of weeks and try to serve some food and, and maybe uh, – I don't want to – I don't want to let the cat out of the bag on the other thing yet, but we'll we'll, tell, we'll share that. But for now, he's having to send his employees home, and they're going to shut down operations for the foreseeable future. We'll get his details on how you make the decision, what do you do, how do you handle it, what do you do with the food that you got, I mean, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, all right, let's go through some of the news from yesterday. Wes, you had uh, some good – I got kind of a synopsis of what happened yesterday from one of the guys that you work with. Uh, I got some details. AP is putting out a daily report, which has been great. So you got the national side, the local side. But let's start locally there because the big news yesterday was we went from 22 and we were all like, oh, goody, one whole day with no additional cases reported. And then it was like, that seems like fool's gold, doesn't it? It turns out it was a huge jump yesterday. And then it came down last night, too. You know, the press conference was yesterday afternoon, and the cases went up. Uh, was it 11 to 33? And then last night it went up four more. I think is that the final 37. I don't think we've been briefed this morning. Uh, we'll be uh, updated this afternoon by the governor. But uh, with more testing, it just makes sense. More positive cases are going to come in. But they did stress a large percentage of the people being tested, it's coming back negative. So while a lot yes. of people think they may have it, they're getting negative results. So, and it's that time, you know, it, it's so crazy. You walk around and uh, we've got a poor girl in the newsroom with allergies. It's killing her. And But, you know, you, and I'm that way and I'm guilty of it too. But you look at people and you're like, oh, are they okay? Does she need to be going home? You know, it's that, but that's in everybody's mind now. Of all the time of year, it's like it's allergy season. It's the start of allergy season. It's still flu season. It's like if this had happened in... November, mm-hmm. I guess we'd still have fall allergies then. But. Or late late summer when yeah. the allergies kind of died away a mm-hmm. little bit. There you yeah. go. But right now, yeah, it's a peak time. I, I mean, I went jogging this morning and I, I was sneezing, but I knew right away what it was. I was outdoors. Allergies are bothering me. My eyes are watering. And then I get back inside and I'm, I'm take a shower and it's gone away. It's I haven't better. been hit by allergies yet for some reason. And usually I get them really bad in the spring and I haven't had an issue yet. And I ran outside yesterday as well. And... um I mean, golly, this weather has been—it's been great from a temperature standpoint. It's going to be stormy the next couple of days, but and then the temperature is going to come down a little bit. But it was uh, certainly a good day to get out and out and about and walk around and run. I saw a lot of folks out yesterday downtown, so I don't know if that'll continue or not. Um, the wide variances—we've talked about this in the, how people are doing business from a restaurant standpoint—continues. Mm-hmm. And I, I love this story. I saw one nationally too. There was a guy, I think, in Ohio that had left about a twenty-five hundred dollar tip for the restaurant that he goes to on a regular basis there so they could spread it amongst the employees, Wow, which I thought was brilliant and beautiful and wonderful. And if you have the means, obviously, that's a great thing to do. You know, I think a lot of the restaurant owners, if they've got some built-up income, if they've got cash put away and they can spread it amongst their employees and let them take off for a couple of weeks, they're trying to do that. But again, I'm not going to judge anybody. Everybody's in a different situation. Some restaurant owners are, are living, you know, basically check to check as well, just trying to hold things together. This came in from uh, Dan over at Copper Grill, who I saw this week. And they're look, they're they're open. But, I mean, they've been pretty limited in their, their turnout, as you're going to see at most restaurants around town right now. It's certainly been thinned out substantially. But he had somebody come in yesterday that left over a $1,000 tip, if I read it correctly, on like an $11 tab. I mean, that's pretty awesome. That is. And, again, I just I love it when people can – 
who who have the means to spread some kindness to people we know are going to be struggling. That's an area. And again, there are a lot of people who are going to be displaced from a work standpoint. But again, those servers. And I think you and I agree. And Christian, I sure I'm sure you do too. Um, you know, we may all eat at different places, but at the end of the day, if you've got a favorite restaurant, you want that thing to be back up and running and open when all this gets, you know, passed. Because there will be a day when all this is over and we're going to want to go back to our normal lives. And you, those restaurants that you count on as part of your life that you look to and you look forward to being at, you want them to be open when they're when this is all done. I'm already starting to feel the, uh, the uh, I'm missing. I'm missing uh, restaurants and, and the food. We are a family who are taking advantage of this time and eating at home and eating together. And, and that's been really cool. It's, mm-hmm. it reminds me of, you know, the way I grew up, uh, you know, growing up in East Texas, we, we didn't eat out. I mean, we ate out like once every two weeks and it was a big deal. And we'd go to like the, the big Mexican food restaurant, the next town over, but we ate at home every single meal. Mm-hmm. And we are now doing that as a family and it's great. You know, we're sitting around cooking together, cleaning the dishes together, talking at the table. So I think it's good from a family aspect. But yesterday when we were talking with uh, someone about Taco Bell, it just makes you think because we're a family in the past that eats out almost every night, you know, probably five nights a week because of our schedules and, and the girls' schedule with rehearsals. It's just a go, 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 go. And all of a sudden that's come to a crashing halt and we're not going as much. So we are at home so we can eat yeah. at home. But you, I do miss those restaurants and I do miss and I do look forward to the day when it's over so we can go back. And you're exactly right. We do want those restaurants there when this scare is over. On a world scale, here's an interesting stat. This is, and again, I applaud the AP and a lot of other folks who are putting out daily information. Again, it's uh, we kind of need a synopsis of the overview because there are so many different moving parts, and it affects everything. Literally, everything is being affected by this worldwide. Wuhan, where all this started, is reporting no new homegrown cases. So that's one of the biggest questions I have: is what can I expect? Because people are talking like 18 months, and I'm like, I can't even wrap my head around 18 months. 18 days is going to go, we're going to be going crazy. 18 months? I mean, I, I just can't even go there mentally. But, I mean, it's good to see that the Chinese seem to be getting a handle on it. And I don't know what a normal, again, we've been talking about that curve and flattening the curve. I don't know what a normal expectation should be. But here's what's crazy is the death toll in Italy is about to overtake the Chinese death toll. So, the, obviously, things went about as badly there as they could have. And so we'll see, you know, again, it's hard to extrapolate what that means for America. But we have to try to guess. I mean, basically, and I'm, we're, we talked to the Department of Health. We'll have a chance hopefully get some information there. Also, Indonesia, I saw, halted a mass congregation of nearly 9,000 pilgrims, Muslim pilgrims, and began uh, quarantining them. So, again, religion's affected. And I worry about religion like I worry about, you know, for people who are sort of, Eh, I could take it or leave it. I go, but I'm not really into it. I wonder, like, with gyms, like, I'm going to be obsessive about working out because it's so important to me, and I've done it before where I got away from it and I didn't go back. It's like, to me, it's sort of like drinking. Like, if I drink a couple days, you know, like, I may have another drink today. But then if I don't drink for a few days, I'm like, I don't miss it, and I could go two or three, four weeks. Same thing with working out. I, like, work out obsessively, but if I get away from it for a few days, it'll be easy to be like, you know what? I don't feel any different. I don't look any different. I don't need to work out. It's okay. I'll just take a few weeks off. Take a picture now yeah, and save it in case you get into that rut and say, I don't need to work out, and then take another picture. I don't want to do that, man. I just That uh, may be your motivation. Say, no, I, I do look different. I do feel different. I need to get back out there running. Mine's as much mentally as anything else. So, you know, I just, uh, that's what worries me. 
The uh, you mentioned the screening thing, and so here's the thing: we need to differentiate for people between screening and testing. Screening is you go and they give you you give symptoms, they walk through your process. Where have you been? Mm-hmm. I know somebody who went through this. They ask you, "Where have you been? When did you get back? When did you start showing symptoms? What are your symptoms?" You know, and they go through a whole thing, and then they determine whether or not you are worthy of the test. So uh, it's really difficult because, again, like I said yesterday, I know somebody who seemed to have all of the telltale signs, and they're like, nah, you're not high risk enough. You're not getting a test. So I don't know when it's going to be so ubiquitous that they're like, hey, if you get a couple things, yeah, we're going to check you out. In that in a case like that, do you just keep going back day after day to see if you pass the testing or the criteria, criteria and you meet it? Or you just no, you just that was your one chance, and you go back home and you sit there because your doctor has to be on board with it. You have to talk to your healthcare provider initially. You know, now I know UAMS is going to start expanding screening. I know the mm-hmm. Department of Health is doing some. I think they went from 500 total to doing 500 in one day from a screening standpoint. So the screening's happening again. I don't know what how ubiquitous the tests are. We we all assume that they are hard to come by right now, and yet nationally, you see what's happening. And uh, we've had a number of NBA guys identified, but these are guys who weren't sick, who weren't showing signs. And that's created a little bit of irritation, I think, for people. We all know there are haves and have-nots. And I did see the Nets came out and said, basically, look, we used a private testing lab. Oklahoma City was getting a lot of, because it's, it's hitting Oklahoma hard, Oklahoma City Thunder came out and said, we used a private testing lab. They were f- hearing the, the displeasure from fans. How do I get a private testing lab to do one here if I want one? I'd pay for it. I'd pay a couple hundred bucks for one if mm-hmm. I felt like I had it and I didn't know it and I wanted to. Who does that? Is that an option? I don't know. Well, ask the health doctor. I mean, is Oklahoma City so special? Is New Jersey so special that we don't have one here, but they do? I find that hard to believe. Certainly somebody does that kind of thing. I would think so. I mean, I would be willing right? to pay a certain number. I don't know what the number is. I mean, I'm going to pay 1000 bucks for one, but I'd pay 100 bucks for one probably. If I felt like I had it. Yeah. Just to protect you clowns. No, no doubt. And I'd, that would be I'd, that's good I'd for the state. for yours. <laughs> yeah, I know you would, for sure. I'd let you. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's been a big point of contention. The president even was asked about it because a lot of people are going, wait a minute. I'm showing signs they wouldn't let me get a test. But Kevin Durant, who's healthy as an ox, doesn't feel anything. He got tested and turned up positive. I'm glad they identified that he has it, but still. So that's been a point of contention. Uh, Adam Silver also is having to to defend that. So here's the president. Let's start with him on that. So here's where your, here's where your national news story and your sports stories collide. How are non-symptomatic professional athletes getting tests while others are waiting in line? and can't get them? Do the well-connected go to the front of the line? Well, that, you'd have to ask them that question. I mean, they, uh, I've, I've read. No, I wouldn't say so, but perhaps that's uh, been the story of life. That does happen on occasion. <laughs> that's the story and of life. I've noticed where some people have been tested uh, fairly quickly. Uh, look, we inherited Would a very... Excuse me. Excuse me. We inherited a very obsolete system. This was a system that was... Uh, out of date, obsolete, or it was a system that was never meant to take care of the kind of quantity, the number of people that we're talking about, millions and millions of people. See, to me, that's where the president's team has failed him to some degree. They need to go, um, they're doing it through private testing. And so it's like he should be informed of that. His mm-hmm. team needs to tell him that. I know that's not his top priority. He's got a million other things to worry about, but still. Adam Silver's also taking a little bit of heat over this as well. And I saw that the Players Association has come out and basically defended it also. And, yeah, I want them to be identified, but they're not more important than somebody I know who might be at risk. And, again, uh, they've got a lot better ability to insulate themselves. They're pretty you know, financially sound, and they can, I don't know, 
bottom line is they're going to be okay without a check coming in. And Kevin Durant wasn't playing anyway. Crazy. Anyway, here's uh, Adam Silver on that. I understand it, but we've had eight NBA teams, full teams that have been tested now, and members of other teams that were showing symptoms. And again, I, I, I understand from a public health standpoint why some people reacted the way they did, but I'd say from an NBA standpoint, we were, we were following directives, and I just add on top of that, that as much credit people have given the NBA for being a first mover here, and again, when, think how much has changed in just a week, Rachel, yeah. when we suspended our season last Wednesday night, no one, as far as I know, no public health official, certainly no one contacted me and said, the NBA should no longer be playing. There you go. So they'll have to defend that for a while because, again, there are people who are they want to say, looky, looky, all the haves got it. But, yeah, I need to know about local testing. Yes, sir. I think it at least makes sense that the Thunder got tested, though, because they played the Jazz. Right. The night. Nets did not have a the connection. The Nets didn't make sense, but four of them did come out. Except they're, they are in a hot pocket, like we talked about, with mm-hmm. New York, New Jersey. I, those, are, those are exploding. I did see right after the Thunder and Jazz game that got postponed that you could go back five days and it connects all 30 teams because this team played that team, that played this team, that played that team. Hmm. But, I mean, that's kind of stretching it. But Yeah, but still. I mean, if it's, it's possible, so. I thought Joe Klein had a great point yesterday when he said that, Nobody that Kevin Durant, with the testing of him, it's beneficial that, not that he got it, but now all these young people who look up to Kevin Durant go, whoa. You know, Kevin Durant got it? Man, maybe I can get it too. And maybe yep. it, it wakes some people up. And you see what's going on at, with spring break and some of the attitudes of a younger generation of this virus and how, you know, it's not going to hurt them, so why do they have to worry? So maybe that helps some people wake up and take this more seriously. Yeah, whenever a celebrity get, I mean, look, Magic Johnson is just not comparable mm-hmm. by any means. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd rather have the worst strain of COVID there is versus what, you know, having HIV, but – when Magic got it, that was all like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was an eye-opener for us. Yeah. And, again, you go back to the he had, she had, they contacted this person, that person. I mean, again, the uh, you gotta go got to go through a little more serious process to uh, pass that along to somebody else. But, again, it was very eye-opening, and it, and it made I think it really created a change in behavior for people. I don't know what's going to be the tipping point for young people who are a little more apt to be reckless. But, you know, look, a lot of young people I know have been very careful, have been very smart about it. And I heard Joe talking about how he came home to a house full of kids. Again, you pointed it out day one. It's not a snow day. You don't get to go hang out with your pals. I mean, it sucks, but you're going to have to Skype each other and play video games and talk to each other over your headsets. I mean, that's that's where we are for the time being. And get your freaking schoolwork done, for goodness sakes. Sucks. My son's celebrating a birthday today. Think this oh. is going to be a memorable one for him? How old's he turned? 20. Not in a good day. Yeah. Not in a good way. I mean, it no. sucks. We're going to have dinner together, and that's great, but... You know, it's not what he wanted to do. He mm-hmm. wanted to go over and hang out at Mr. Fletcher's place. He loves to go over to Benihana, and that's an annual tradition. That's he's, We've been doing that since he was about 12 years old. Right. Not not this week. So, sucks. We'll do it when everything, you know, yeah. clears over, but we can wait. We can have a birthday party later on. Doesn't have to be today. You yeah. get to celebrate twice. Celebrate a little bit today and Two Christmases. big time later. Happy birthday, Parker. Sorry, it's a weird one. He's got an email that a number of restaurants are... Offering free delivery, even fast food restaurants. If I can get a Whopper delivered to my door for no charge, I mean, kind of intriguing. I'm still thinking about that Taco Bell we talked about yesterday with Coach Neighbors. See who's on here. KFC, Moe's, love Moe's. Popeyes, 
Taco Bell. Get free <laughs> delivery on your first order over $12 through March 31st. This is through Grubhub. So there are others that are doing it as well. Which, which, there's a lot of places. So whatever you're into. Uh, Christian, did you dig that up? I did. And? Uh, the first case of coronavirus was identified in China on November 17th. Dear Lord, that's scary. Okay, so November, December, January, February, March. That's four months to get but, it to where they're not reporting new cases. If that's the case, by the way, the president's speaking live now, in case you care about what he's talking about more than us. Yeah? I don't mean to be skeptical, but can we exactly trust China saying that there are no new cases? Well, the fact that they have been reporting new cases and talking about deaths, that's the only reason. Yeah, I would I would sort of look at that with a, a uh, crooked eye a bit as well. But, I mean, the fact that they have been reporting um, deaths and new cases does make me think that uh, it may be legitimate. And, you know, you, you know you're getting good information in Italy, so, you know, maybe watching what's happening there because that's about as bad a scenario as you can mm-hmm. imagine. Or at least we hope that is, dear Lord. Hope it doesn't get much worse than what Italy's had to deal with. Nancy Holtis in the Zone is brought to you by Design Lab by Locker Room Athletics. From graphic design to athletic apparel, Design Lab by Locker Room Athletics is your one-stop shop for all your company's branding needs. Located at 1717 Airport Road in Hot Springs. Now, let's go to Nancy Holtis to figure out what's going on in Oaklawn. All right, let's do it. On the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, there she is. What's up, fellas? What's so funny there, Chucklehead? What are we laughing about? We're watching the uh, the president's uh, chat, and I just asked, what color is he? Because his eyes are very pale, and his skin tone is almost the color of his tie, which I which I like today. Yes, yes. I think he's trying to do a little makeup for the camera like Wes does on uh, his weekly sports cast. So, I mean, you well, know. It's, it's the tanning goggle. Look. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's in a, he's, it's a bed thing. I don't know. His hair looks perfectly coiffed, though. That's all, I, all I'm concerned about. Nancy, I cannot tell you how thankful we are, and I know you feel the same, for the distraction that – Oaklawn has been because typically in these trying times, what do we do? We turn to sports to t- sort of take our minds off of things for a while, and we don't have sports generally speaking yeah. right now, other than horse racing. This weekend, I don't know where it was, when it happened. It may have been tape delayed. I watched downhill skating racing. They were on skates racing downhill. It was fascinating, but that's Those what we've been left with. Yes. Yeah. So, you, you've got to have something wrong somewhere deep inside your brain to do that. Yes, it looked awesome, yeah. fun though. I want to try it actually. So, was it lined? Were the were the sides of the street lined with uh, hay bales? It was like a almost like a luge shoot. It was oh, like a those shoot. Guys are crazy. Oh, it was great yeah. fun though. But they had helmets and goggles, and they were bouncing off each other, bouncing off the wall. It was great fun to watch. I would totally do it. It looks like a good time to me. But yeah, they're wearing like uh, wetsuits. Yeah, that exactly. are they're padded. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Crazy kids. It's, it is wild stuff, wild stuff. So uh, they just got off a beach probably in Florida uh, from spring break. So, yes, those kids are all a little bit off right now. And you know what? Probably had a couple shots of vodka before they headed down. <laughs> they had shots of something. Yeah. No doubt. All right, well, let's get into it. We've got a, a nine-race card today. And, again, I cannot thank Oakland enough for, for offering this distraction to us. And Wes uh, paid off his kids' college fund over the weekend with his wagering ability. He really did a great job this weekend. I haven't been quite as fortunate, but I just love – I honestly, I wagered more through Oakland anywhere this weekend than I have in probably three years. 
I was so into it because it was great to have something to do. I mean, honestly, it was fun. Yeah, I, you know. really, really good distraction, and we are so thankful for uh, management and the Stella family to keep the show going. Um, and I really have to extend thanks to uh, our management team. The casino is closed, uh, but they are continuing to pay the workers during this time. So a big debt mm-hmm. of gratitude to uh, the upper management for making that decision, because this is a very difficult time uh, for across the nation. Uh, and a lot of people were concerned about that. So uh, kudos to, to them for making that decision. Um, but yeah, very, very happy. Um, if I don't know if you saw the pre-race show on Sunday uh, when I gave out my selections, but I had a heck of a day. Did you? I My top picks, I went eight for nine. Oh. Woo! What the heck? Well, Probably that's impressive. happened today, well. but I did it Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd checked out your picks then. That would have been good. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to uh, let's get to the car today. By the way, it should be put, noted, too, there is uh, racing elsewhere around the country. So they're still racing at Aqueduct, Fairgrounds, um, Gulfstream, and there's a lot of race tracks that are happening. Santa Anita out on the West Coast. Uh, Tampa's racing. And you've got the Louisiana Derby this weekend, right? Yes. Yeah, that race, I believe, filled with uh, 14. And, uh, yeah, a lot of tracks are continuing with, with no crowds. Um, yeah, spectator-free, but like I said, the show must go on. So thank goodness that we are able uh, to continue in our industry with some adjustments. But you know what? We'll take it. No doubt. All right, let's talk about uh, today's card, Nancy, and try to get a few winners in there. What uh, what strikes your fancy today? We do have uh, some stakes racing coming up this weekend in Oakland as well, but let's talk about today. Yeah, a really good card today. Nine races, as you mentioned. Uh, I'm going to start out with my long shot. Uh, a really good Arkansas bread allowance. My price play, my best bet of the afternoon is in race four, a mile and a 16th Arkansas bread allowance. There's a couple that have been competing against each other. Ten to one on the morning line from the barn of Freddie Villafranco. Uh, That is the number four promising shoes. Ramon Vasquez in the irons uh, returned, makes a second start first since late July at Prairie Meadows. Uh, Returned off that break on February 22nd and sprinted at this level, uh, ran eighth, was four to five wide in the turn sprinting. Uh, Just going to throw that race out. Definitely needed a race under his belt. He ran up against some whoppers, a really nice horse in KJ's nobility. That was the race that Hunani rode, lost his first local race. He's a true horse for course. That was his first local defeat. Uh, Came up against some bears. I like the fact that he's now got a race under his belt. He stretches out where he is a solid two-turn horse, and he's also proven over and off track. I believe we were sloppy uh, during morning works. I like that he stretches out. He's good second off the layoff, and I'm going to go with the 10-to-1 as my price play uh, in race four. But there are some other really solid horses. Two-to-1 is the morning line favorite in there. That's the number three, Win the Doves Cry, who has had a very good meet, but 
he's solid over and off track, but he's not confirmed at two turns. I'd like to see a horse that is proven at two turns, and that is the number four promising shoes, and I think you're going to get a very good value. Um, Jareth Loveberry, uh, unfortunately, is out uh, for the rest of the meet. He was named on the number eight, Lieutenant Powell. He was injured in a uh, training incident. He mm. broke his pelvis, oh. is going to be out, I believe, the rest of the meet. So he was off. To, he'd had a phenomenal week this past week. He had three winners on the day uh, a couple of days ago. So we want to give a very quick get well to Jockey Jareth Loveberry. No doubt about it. And promising shoes, 19 of 34 in the money in uh, the lifetime. So certainly a horse that hits the board a lot so that's a good pick nancy i like that with the long long dollars we might get on that as well um uh, what else we got today well let's go to the feature okay. and this is going to be my uh my most likely winner and ironically is four to one on the morning line mm. is not the uh is not the morning line favorite so you still might get a good price on this horse uh trainer steve hobby sends this one out and if you're watching the races on sunday guys even on uh oakland anywhere or on fox sports you saw sunday was chindy day not just here at oakland but the mayor declared chindy day in the city of hot springs if you remember uh chindy was retired racehorse he is now the stable pony at 26 years old and he was feeling full of himself in the paddock it was awesome uh but steve hobby sends this one out steve hasn't sent out very many runners at the meet he's this will be his 10th but in that nine that he has sent out four winners and three thirds he is being very selective and it has paid off now this course the number six my sixth uh, comes out of a third against money allowance, optional $50,000 at a mile and a 16th, ran third, but that was behind Nick's go, his, who is a grade one winner, and just finished a neck behind Brother Bob. Uh, hit some traffic in both turns, and Nick's go is not in this field, so uh, definitely gets a much easier group, and my sixth sense is a full brother to a multiple grade one winner in sweet reason. So my sixth sense is uh, definitely ready to go and is proven over and off track. Two of four career wins have been over and off go. And also uh, I'm going to look for the win. The start two back was a six and a half length romp over the mud at a mile and a 16th. So you're going to get four to one on the morning line. We'll see what you can get come post time. All right, very good. And I did want to mention, too, Ricardo Santana atop the jockey standings. What's new? Same old, same old. Yeah. But I have to say, you know, it's basically by how many races will Steve Asmussen win the training title? This year, still chasing Robertino Diodoro, and there's a pretty good gap right there of nine wins right now, and he's had a, quite a few uh, starters less than Aspieson sent out. So I uh, want to give a big game ball to Robertino. They have, uh, his barn has continued to be very successful, so always keep an eye on that when you're making your picks. Yeah, but you know what? I, I do see uh, the, the, the Asmussen barn, you know, probably picking up uh, especially 
it's going to be a, a very different variable th- this year because you know we have we did get the news that Keeneland has canceled right. their spring meeting, which means all those horses at the fairgrounds are going to have to have some place to go. Steve Asmussen has a very very strong horse uh, string down there. Yep. They might be switching those horses out. So some of his very solid runners are probably going to be coming up here at some point. So he's going to have a different stock, a different string of horses to come up here to Oakland and competing. So uh, it's going to be a, a very interesting dynamic uh, when that meeting is at the fairgrounds is over here very, very shortly. So uh, it's the whole race world is going to kind of be thrown in a loop. The Kentucky Derby has now been moved to September 5th. There's going to be a lot of meetings behind closed doors to see when the Preakness and Belmont are going to be moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the whole Triple Crown, just all of racing in general has kind of been uh, thrown into a tizzy, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, I'm curious to see how the prep races are shifted, if they are too, Nancy, and so we'll see if there's any changes in those as well. And I guess at this point we're planning on on running the Oaklawn schedule as as uh, as it's on the encounter. Well, you know what? There's there's meetings going on uh, right now. Um, some things could be changed, as we saw Louis Sella give a quote to Mary Rampolini of the Daily Racing Forum. Uh, some things could could possibly be changed on our schedule as well. You know, we're all kind of. Uh, got our ears kind of to the door waiting to see uh, what is going to be announced. So literally everything is on a a day-by-day, hour-by-hour basis. So just stick to all of your uh, social media platforms. And if something comes up, you can check out my Twitter, at Nancy Uri Holthus, and uh, we'll keep you posted. Very good. Nancy, great stuff. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I guess we didn't talk about it yesterday Very good. Number four and the fourth, number six and the eighth. That's a short story from Nancy. Coming up, we've got a special guest from right here in town. Trying to do a little community good. So let's grab that, and we'll talk to him out of the break. So Brandon will join us. We can't get with them and get a date just yet. There are private clubs that are open, and we're going to talk to some of them over the next few days as well and see how they're maintaining things. But everybody's sort of adjusting. Uh, we are returning everybody's money, though, for those of you who have paid in for your teams for the Buzz Golf Tournament, which is coming up here in just a couple of weeks. So when we get that rescheduled, we'll let you know. Hopefully a lot of folks that were in before will come on back, and we'll see. Um, you see a lot of people rising to the occasion here over the last couple of weeks trying to help their fellow man in a number of different ways, and certain companies that normally don't do certain things are finding ways to pivot and help their community in a new way, and that's what's happening uh, here with Phil Brandon, who joins us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, and Rocktown Distillery is trying to help out in a special way. Phil, I appreciate you jumping on with us. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, man. I'd seen a similar story to what you guys are doing from a national perspective. I can't remember where it was, but uh, tell folks what you guys are trying to do or are doing right now to help out. Yeah, so, um, you know, we're a distillery and we have alcohol. So, um, you know, hand sanitizer is in uh, high demand right now and people are, are out everywhere um so um what we've done is taken our high proof alcohol and uh mixed it together with uh, some glycol to uh make a uh, hand sanitizer that's 70 percent alcohol so um and we're offering that uh free of charge uh to people that want to bring in their own bottle yeah so how are you guys doing i mean you walk into the front and you have it set up yeah. there yeah, we've got a, you know, in the tasting room where we uh, have our retail operations and the bar, um, 
people can come in and uh, we're limiting it to uh, 200 milliliters per person. So uh, we've had some people bring in some huge jugs and we want to make sure that everybody gets some that wants some. So, um, yeah, just come in, uh, bring in your container, and then um, we are, uh, you know, filling them up for you. And, uh, yeah. Is it a hard process for you guys to make this? It's not that hard, you know. Um, it's basically um, vodka, you know, that we would <laughs> normally sell as vodka, but it's much higher proof than, you know, a normal bottle of vodka is 80 proof. This is 140 proof. So um, it's high-strength ethanol um, that we use for our vodka that we make, and um, we're blending it with uh, some glycol to give it a little bit of uh, emollient and uh, make it a little softer on your skin. And, yeah. It's interesting. Probably should ca- caution Justin and some of our listeners, do not drink this. <laughs> yeah, do not drink this. That's no, correct. Rocktown yeah. has a lot better options for that regard. Yeah. Um, how's business been? I mean, people are sort of hunkering down right now. You guys have a lot of delicious options for people. I've got a buddy who owns a liquor store. He's been on fire with it. How are you guys doing? Well, we, we've been, we're a lot slower, um, you know, because of our bar and tours. We don't offer tours right now, but mm-hmm. we do still have the bar open, you know, as long as people are social distancing and all that good stuff and we're sanitizing a lot. But, yeah, our uh, retail business is way down. So, um, But, uh, you know, we're doing what we can to help with this hand sanitizer. Right. What about um, from a production standpoint, Phil? Are you guys still producing at the same rate or are you slowing that down too? Well, we we are still bottling in the back and, and still making whiskey, um, you know, so we haven't had to necessarily slow down production operations um, just yet. So hopefully uh, Little Rock can weather the storm. Talking to Phil Brandon from Rocktown Distillery, again, offering free sanitizer, hand sanitizer up to, what'd you say again? 200 milliliters. 200 milliliters. I don't know what that looks like. I have to figure that out. I'm not yeah, good with the it's metrics. Like, it's like 6.8 ounces. Okay. You know? So Okay, so I'm looking so. at the big Purell bottle we've got here in the studio, and it's about a tenth of that. So that's a lot. It's a significant amount. Um, and what are your hours? And let's get your address, too. I mean, for those who don't know, you guys are south on Main, uh, right off of, yeah. the, of 630. So it's really convenient, regardless of where you live in Little Rock, to pop over there. But what's your address and uh, hours and all that? Yeah, we're at 1201 Main Street, so right there uh, off the highway, like you said, across the street from Community Bakery in in the Selma area. Um, we open at 11 a.m., and, and we're closing at 10 p.m. Okay, very good. All right, Phil, keep up the good work, man. I really appreciate you coming right. on, and, uh, yeah. and thanks for helping thanks the community. It's a great thing. Glad to do it. All right, buddy, thanks take care. We'll see much. you soon. Thank you. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Maybe run over there and get some today, and while I'm there, just pick up a little bottle of vodka. Or maybe not a little one. <laughs> <laughs> a little pure, a little hand sanitizer and a lot of vodka. You know, we've been working with a, a distiller out of Memphis and promoting our friends at Old Dominic, and we'll continue to talk about them, but I applaud uh, our local friends here talking about... Uh, Trying to help people out, I think that's a great thing. But they do have a lot of great options, and I've got, uh, I got a, they've got a um, kind of a ruby red grapefruit vodka too. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's the the brand down in uh, Austin that makes one that was pretty well known, and 
So uh, they've done a nice job with theirs too. So anyway, yeah, they they have a lot of options. My goodness, they have that thing has exploded. I remember when they came out with their first couple products. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a cute little thing, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's blown up. So they've done well. Can you take hand sanitizer, put it on a paper towel, and wipe around, and that's as good as these Clorox wipes? Because I can't find Clorox wipes anywhere. Is that the same thing, or that's is it a different ingredient? I think you. Ju- if I was you, I would just get. Uh, I would just get that high disinfectant Clorox spray uh-huh. and just spray that spray and wipe it. And wipe That's what it I did in here. Did you really? Yeah, I mean, okay. I've got I've got some of that spray in there, and I we bought uh, a bunch of the white cloths, and I cleaned it all up, and then I took them home this weekend and bleached them. I'm going to redo it again this week, so we'll keep uh, keep trying to keep our area clean. And for those that are uh, excited about Oakland running this weekend, and and you were watching on the Oakland Anywhere app or on your uh, smartphone or your computer. Fox Sports 1 and FS2 are going to uh, offer live coverage of Oakland this weekend. I saw Nancy tweet this out, and I pulled up the article, and it starts Friday. They're going to show coverage of uh, Oakland, Tampa Bay Downs, and Aqueduct Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And on Friday, it's 1.30 to 3 Eastern, so that would be 12.30 to 2 on FS2. And then they switch over to Fox Sports 1 from 2 until 5.30. And Saturday and Sunday, all coverage will be on FS1, Fox Sports 1, from 12.30 to 5.30. 15 hours of weekend coverage, including stakes, action, and live racing at these three tracks, Aqueduct, Oakland Park, and Tampa Bay Downs. So check out Fox Sports 1 and FS2 this weekend to see Oakland. Got a couple of uh, interesting folks talking about the crisis that the world is facing right now one matthew mcconaughey who let's be honest the guy's a great speaker and he's a great speech guy uh if you've ever seen marshall or any of his other films the guy's great at giving speeches chris we grab that before we uh, hit the break we can do it in the next hour uh phone uh and then uh oj simpson also is weighing in but oj is looking out for oj and a lot of other people i'll give him that we've been talking a lot about golf and oj's talking about golf too so we'll share that with you coming up a little bit later I saw the Matthew McConaughey stuff, and it, it was good. It was kind of inspiring. Yeah, I thought so, too. I think Matthew's uh, he's just kind of got it that way about him. He's a little different cat. I dig him. Kind of a cool hippie. Tom, real quick, buddy, go ahead. Hey, you couldn't find any hand sanitizer stuff. Why don't you just make your own? Uh, if you spray a bottle with a cup of bleach, make a cup of bleach to a gallon of water, and there you go. That's the main ingredient in all that stuff. Yeah. And you just... Spray it around and do what you want. Hand sanitizer or the Clorox, the uh, oh the that'll make your hand sanitizer or to spray on your countertops and different places. That's gotcha. what I'm trying to say. I just got to think bleach water's bleach? a little harsh on your skin. And bleach on your like if it gets on your carpet or the you know could it? Well, don't put it on your carpet. Don't put it on your carpet. But if you're West. spraying it, I mean it could get somewhere. Ah, get on your clothes. Got to be more careful. Be a better spray. Spray it on the cloth. On a paper okay. Towel. It's going to turn. Got to go. Thanks, Tom. 